My RF Pod 179 recently had its third birthday. While the condition of the trailer is excellent, there are some areas that needed attention at this point, as well as some minor mods we wanted to do. In this episode, we'll look at a collection of mods and maintenance performed on my RF Pod 179, and the details around how we did each. Hey everybody, this is John Marucci. I made the jump to traveling with an RPOD RV in 2016 and have never looked back. I've had my share of problems along the way and this channel attempts to be what I wish I had when I started out. I think you'll find our videos concise and packed with helpful content. If you do, we'd love for you to join the On The Road team by subscribing to the channel to follow along. You can be informed every time a new video is published by clicking the bell icon below. If you want to dive deeper, we put more content and photos on Instagram and Twitter at John Marucci. So let's look at the mods and maintenance recently done to my trailer. The first one is the porch light replacement. We had noticed that the porch light stopped working. Upon removing the colored lens, it was apparent that the electrical contacts had begun to corrode so that the light wouldn't work. After sanding off the corrosion from the contacts, the light would only work intermittently, so after trying this method, we decided to buy a new porch light and replace it fully. An added benefit would be that the new unit would have an LED light. So there are several steps we took that were involved in replacing the porch light. First, we carefully removed the existing caulk. We used a very small utility knife to cut a small slit in the caulk to separate it from the wall of the trailer. You need to be very careful doing this so that you don't score the fiberglass wall accidentally. Next, once the light was detached, we then used an auto-trim plastic removal tool to carefully scrape the caulk from the fiberglass. Next thing we did was use Goo Gone to remove a majority of the remaining caulk residue from the surface of the fiberglass. We then followed up by cleaning the surface with rubbing alcohol. We then connected the new light to the existing wires using butt splice connectors and wrapped the connection with electrical tape. A link to the replacement light is in the description below. We first tested the new light that it was fully functional before attaching it to the trailer. It's an important step not to forget. We then secured the light to the fiberglass wall with the kit screws and fresh caulk. So that was the first thing we did. The second thing we did was to replace the foam in the 179's ottoman. Having worked extensively from the RPOD 179 and having already replaced the dinette cushion with high density foam from the foam factory, we now decided to replace the foam in the ottoman cushion. We had removed the ottoman from the bedside of the 179 but wanted to keep the one near the fridge as it covers the utilities and is still useful. This cushion was always very soft and made it difficult to sit on, so we decided to put high density foam in this remaining ottoman. So here's the steps. We first measured the ottoman as a rectangle, understanding that we would have to trim the new foam to shape the ottoman. The measurements are in the description below. The foam factory came through and delivered to us an outstanding piece of six inch thick, high density foam that proved to work well. It took about a week or so from ordering to arrival. And note that we have no affiliation with the foam factory in making this video. We used the existing ottoman foam as a template to trace the shape onto the new piece of foam. This took some focus to line up the sides of the pieces accurately prior to tracing the curves of the ottoman. You'll also need a fairly thick sharpie or a permanent marker to do this correctly. Next, we used an electric carving knife to slowly and carefully cut the new foam. 
You really only get one chance to do this right. So you may want to practice on an old piece of foam first. Because this new foam is high density, you can't push the electric knife. You have to be patient and let the knife take its time cutting through the material. It's vital you have a good view of the material and knife while you're cutting. Also, the bottom of the knife will tend to angle out, so be aware to ensure the cut is close top to bottom. Once the new foam is cut, you'll have a tough time inserting it into the cushion cover unless you deflate it prior to insertion. We did this using a simple shop vac and the bag the old ottoman cushion was in. This was kind of fun seeing the high density foam deflate over a few minutes. Once it was deflated, it was easy to insert into the cushion cover. It was again fun letting the air into the cushion and watching it inflate and fill the cover in a matter of few seconds. The results of the new high density foam were pretty amazing. Instead of sinking down several inches when sitting on the ottoman, you can now sit on the ottoman just like the main dinette cushion and actually use it while eating or working. Overall, this is a great mod to think about if you have an RPOD 179. Again, the dimensions for the foam will be in the description below the video. The next thing we did, we recently put out a video talking about installing the Maxair FanMate fan hood and bug screen. This mod was a part of the overall maintenance and mod work. There's much more detail around this mod in the existing video on the channel. Generally, this was done to avoid the mosquito and stink bug infestations we encountered when using our Maxair fan on past camping trips. The next thing we did was a tire replacement. My factory tires on the RPOD 179 had no issues after close to 9,000 miles and three and a half years of use. I did use an EEZ TPMS to track the tires while traveling and kept proper pressure in them. I rarely went over 60 to 62 miles per hour on the tires. They work fine on several longer trips. However, most trailer tires do need to be replaced after several years of use. We wanted the ability to go on extended trips in the future without worrying about the tires. You know, the first attempt at replacing the tires didn't go all that well. I was very pleased with the Carlisle Trail HD tires I had put on my Keystone Bullet, so I had no reason to not go with new Carlisle tires for the R-Pod. However, after having new Carlisle tires installed, I realized that the date stamp on the new tires was over two years old. That meant that the new Carlisles had been sitting new and unused over two years when I purchased them. I contacted the tire shop and informed them of this. They were not happy with their supplier. And since I was no longer confident in the Carlisle tires actually being recently made, I went with the more expensive Goodyear Endurance tires. These were manufactured in early 2020 and looked like they had just been made. You know, the next thing we did was actually secure some wiring under the fender. One thing we noticed when inspecting the new tires was that a section of wires that powered the fender marker light were dangling onto the new tire and caused fraying of the plastic wire housing. This was a bit troubling, so we decided to resecure the wires. This was discovered while cleaning the fender well very closely. We first cleaned the wires and plastic cover from the road grime that had accumulated over time. Next, we began to wrap the wires so that the portions that were outside the plastic housing would once again be protected when the trailer was in transit. This took several steps to get the wires wrapped properly and the entire housing put where it needed to be so they would no longer be contacting the tire. It's important to look closely at the various wiring under the fenders and under the trailer to see if these could be an issue. We also secured a section of wires near the black tank that served to capture the black tank levels. 
These wires were dangling toward the ground, and if anything was kicked up from the road while traveling, the wires would be in jeopardy. The solution here was to try two small command strip hooks pointing in opposite directions to tuck the wires up near the undercarriage. This is a test using the small command strips, and we'll follow up on Instagram with how it works over time. So there are a few mods and maintenance items we recently did on my 2017 RPOD 179. I'm very pleased with how the pod is looking and functioning now with these updates. I'm really looking forward to some upcoming exploring in the 179, and with these mods and maintenance items taken care of, it should be a much more enjoyable experience. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up and share it. Thanks for watching. Stay safe. This is John Marucci, and so long for now.